This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. What's going on, Radio Free Fan listeners, and welcome to episode 149 of the Radio Free Fan podcast, a horse heresy wargaming podcast. My name is Michael. I have my co-host Derek here. Let's say what's going on, Derek. Hey, everybody. What's up? And uh, we have a pretty good episode for you. Uh, first, we're going to apologize why we missed the past couple episodes. Uh, then we're going to oh. go over some voicemails. Uh, that we had come in. A couple of them have to do with the uh, sticker contest we had, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Well, they're not voicemails. They're more of messages we got uh, outside of voicemail. Listener submissions. There is a voicemail that took from the same number two times, so it's longer, so I can only assume it's a story, but we really don't know. Yeah. It might have nothing to do with that. It could be a telemarketer for all we know at this oh, point. That that'd be awkward. Uh then we're going to go over some hobby progress, and uh, yeah, should be it should be a shorter episode than normal, but I mean, it's going to be a good one. You know, we're going to give it our all, our all of our heart. Oh yeah, every every inch I got. <laughs> so anyway, Derek, what have you been up to, man? Ooh, so it's been it's been a couple weeks. Uh, stuff kept happening. Uh, it, it's been a freight train on my end for a little bit. It, it started happening and then just continued happening and then it just yeah. didn't stop happening. So what happened? Yeah. I didn't have like two days to like just calm down and like stop doing stuff. So let's see uh, a couple of weeks ago, cocaine bear came out and I think that's what fucked everybody up. Honestly, that, that was the, that, yeah, we couldn't handle it. It was too much for us. Uh, so cocaine bear hits theaters and that weekend, if you guys weren't aware that happened to be my birthday weekend. So a few of us got together, we went and go caught a showing of that. And I got to say that was a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I got to try, uh, that restaurants, uh, what are those eggs called eggs Benedict in town? So yeah, that was a good time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We caught an early showing and then tried out some brunch at a local place. It It was pretty good. It's pretty weird to watch that much violence from that, a from a bear that early in the morning because <laughs> like when we leave it's like let's go you want to get some brunch it's like man we really did wake up early to go see a, uh, this is it's on a sunday too this is like jesus's it was, day it was saturday. oh it was saturday okay yeah yeah, yeah. Whew, good but yeah no that was, it was a good time it was a good time it was a very violent and everything you would expect from cocaine bear if you miss the old bear stories you're gonna want to go check out cocaine bear yeah. I'm surprised that is a movie that a studio said, let's make this. Yeah. I mean, but it was, you know, acting was great. Violence was there. And, uh, it, it was four different movies and they change every 20 minutes, but they commit 110% to the movie they're in, in that moment. Yeah, it's very true. And, uh, the, uh, the storyline is not a hundred percent unbelievable. Right. <laughs> they, they did take some some liberties because the original story, the bear, pretty much died immediately from cocaine overdose. So they, they took some some liberty with it, but it was a good time. I don't know that I'd call it a good movie, 
but I'd call it a fun movie. <laughs> Everybody gave it their all. It, it was the the child actors did good job. The the like professional like seasoned actors they brought in did a good job. The cinematography was fun. I enjoyed every aspect of that movie. Anyway, so we were excited. It was like because the next day it was like, all right, we're gonna record this episode. We're gonna talk about Cocaine Bear. This is gonna be this is gonna be a fun episode. Well, so that evening I'm I get caught up with my folks doing stuff, and I, I think you had some work stuff come up, and so it just wasn't in the cards that day. And I flew out to Oklahoma City that following week. I was in Oklahoma City. Yeah, like five a.m. the next day, you had to fly out. So it's like. Ah. And while I was in Oklahoma City, though, I did go visit uh, a, the uh, something unplugged. It was like Viet Nguyen, the dude that does uh, uh, all the Titans. Like he's got a full room full of Titans. Oh yeah, it's the store that he is sponsored by. Oh, that's what's up. It was very nice. It was a. Uh, I always try to make it a point when I'm traveling to uh, hit up the local scene. Hit up the local scene. Uh, I was hoping I could go pick up some. Uh, uh, it's called Edmund Unplugged. I was hoping to pick up some Titanica stuff or like something there while mm-hmm. I was, you know, it was just, I had to work. I had to count inventory. It was a whole thing, like something I shouldn't be doing, but it's okay. Uh, but I was like, while I'm here, I'm going to eat some badass steak and uh, I'm going to go check out this Edmund Unplugged place. Shout out to Edmund Unplugged uh, in Edmond, Oklahoma. It was super nice. And they're playing D&D. I took my coworker there. Oh yeah. Who's like this, uh, Electrical engineer, like from Jersey, like definitely, <laughs> uh, you could tell he wants in on the like the D and D life. He like he wants it. Like he's huge anime watcher. Like he just like, but never played board games. Never played like stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah. And like as we're like leaving, there's people playing D and D there, and I was like, I was like, yeah, they're playing D and D right now. He's like, he's like, could, what? Could, could could I watch? He's like, where's their like. Where's their like tablets and stuff? It's like, no, dude. It's, it's like, he's like, do they have like a TV? I'm like, no, it's all up here, man. It's all up here, baby. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you just imagine it. It's on your head. I mean, you could do it online. I was like, you know, I was explaining to him, like, you'd have little, little people, little monos, but, and he was like, he's like, man, he's like, that sounds weird. And I'm like, yeah, but. Oh, buckle well, up. Cause it's going <laughs> to get weird. It'll get weird, son. So, but yeah, no, like, it was a uh, it was a good time. Edmund Unplugged, dude. That was like a super. It was a super nice store, but oh, they had like a uh, like a mini like place you could get food in the middle of it too. So it smelled it smelled like a uh, like they were making like it smelled like they were making burgers when we got in there. I was like, dude, this is like a is this a like a a grill? Is this a game store and a grill? And it's really really long. Uh, and in the middle, they have like this, like little area where they're just like air frying shit. Hell yeah, it was good. It was, it was, I've, I've seen a few places that are like a gaming establishment slash restaurant, and I think that's a solid way to do it if you can get away with it. Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was definitely pretty cool. I was hoping, hoping with all hope that I could see uh, Viet there because uh, you got to get a look at some of these Titans. Yeah, this is it. This is see how it's like. It's this, it's super long. This is where all the wargaming stuff is in the back, and there's a door that leads out to the back. That's where parking is. Okay, so it's like a if you picture a cafe, that's kind of like a long cafe. So they've got an area along one of the longer walls with like tables along it. Only they're like six by four tables. Yeah, yeah. So like all these people were gaming. These are where they were playing D anD D, and in the back there's a bunch of people playing Age of Sigmar. Okay, so and they got more gaming tables like in that back room. Like four back here. 
Oh, solid. And then right here on the right side, there's like a... Is that like the counter? That's like a, a bar, yeah. And the, the counter's right here. But there's like a little bar right here where you can eat. That's pretty sweet. It was, it was a sick setup. And then up here up front, you know, like uh, 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 like cafes have like the sitting... Oh, here we go. So like yeah. there's like a couch over here you could sit at. And like okay, this is where so, all the product so like a is. a coffee shop, like a couch, like coffee table, chill area. Super chill place. Super chill place. That's really cool. Yeah. So if I am traveling in your area, I will go visit your local place. Yeah, and those are good sized tables. Like you get a couple guys doing like there are a couple tables of like people playing cards. They're a good size for like board game. And if you really needed to, you could squeeze a Warhammer game on there. And that ain't your uh, that ain't your plastic table either. No, that is a wood tabletop with this like metal frame on underneath. Like these are some these are some workhorse tables. Yeah, there's some powerful tables. There's also like your lifetime folding chairs either. Yeah, yeah. They, they got some padding on them. They got the the cushion back. It's a cool place. I'm glad yeah. we went. I'm glad we went. But yeah, no. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I was in Oklahoma City that following week, all week. So obviously, we can't record while I'm yeah in Oklahoma. Unless you went to Oklahoma <laughs> on your own dime, then I guess we could have. Yeah, that's all but I you're got. not that committed to this podcast. I, I, I don't have that kind of dime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was also over here, uh, some family stuff popped off. I had a death in the family. Uh, everybody's been very supportive of that. So I, I was kind of helping helping out any way I could in getting everything resolved with that. And that went on up until Friday when uh, me and my dad went, drove like five hours because he had a gig. Uh, he has a PA that he rents out, like a professional like uh, concert level a speaker like sound system and power system and uh, his partner had uh, hernia surgery a few weeks ago and is still kind of like not able to lift or like, like the doctor said hey i know you can just don't do this kind of lifting right now so they've been having me come in and help out for those of y'all that have never seen derek he's strapping he's a strapping lad I mean, yeah, I, I've been I've been hitting the gym lately. I've been moving a bunch of speakers lately. And you could tell, you could tell. Yeah, you look good. Thank you. But yeah, so you know, me and my dad just drove five hours, set up at like eleven thirty p.m. at like a park. It was oh, what was it? It was in Stephenville, Texas, outside of Dallas. Holy cow! Okay, they had uh, it was called Buckles and Bugs Festival. So it was like belt buckles and like crawfish. So, okay, I guess so we can get, like, a, a full perspective of how insane your dad's PA system must be for y'all to be traveling, like, four or five hours to go uh, deploy this. Yeah. And that's it's, it's, it's a lot. It's I, I don't know enough specific information about it to give an adequate description, but it is two uh, line arrays of speakers that are, like, your main... Like, this is where the main sound is coming from, and those are each about five feet tall. And then, like, industrial lifts to, like, crank them up. So you are, what's the term? Is it roadie? But, like... Uh, the, the terminology gets a little fuzzy. The... Because you, you're not a groupie. Like, you're... Ro roadie would be a good term, yes. You're, it's you're like, like a technical, like, staff... Like the guy who shows up, he's not like the engineer or a technician. 
But if you need something moved, be like, hey, can hey, put the speaker over there? Hey, run this cable that way. Hey, uh, but you're like the company man, Rody. <laughs> like you're like, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm with the equipment, not with the event. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So two of those like five foot tall speakers systems with two industrial like winch lifts to crank those up into the air. And then he's got these massive, like, five foot by five foot by four, three and a half, four foot subs that roll underneath those once they're cranked up. And then he's got his mixing board and a power setup that'll run power to all that as long as they can get tied in somewhere to some kind of panel. That's bonkers, dude. Like, what? <laughs> like, it was this a big concert? It was like a big event? Yeah. Uh, oh, who was the headliner? It was a. Uh, uh, Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Okay. Does that ring a bell? Nope. Okay. I, I was talking to my sister about it. She's like, oh, those people came out. Okay. And she kind of knew who I was talking about. I don't know if that's a local thing or, or what. I I hadn't followed them. Uh, they seem like cool people. Uh, I spent most of that. I just typed in Gio and it said Giovanni and the Hired Guns. So they got to be somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they seem pretty cool. Uh, they played a few, like, they, like they played a handful of covers and I couldn't tell if the other songs were original songs or just covers of songs I hadn't heard or didn't recognize. Uh, they seem like fun guys. I mostly interacted with like their technical team because like they'd bring in their mixing board for their mix and then we tie them into our system so they can, you know, good, get to the speakers. So like, do you have to, uh, uh, like obviously you had to be there before they start playing, but then you don't leave until, Oh, so we are the first ones to set up because our stuff has to be like at the bottom so yeah. that when people like throw their stuff down and then go to leave, our stuff isn't on top of theirs. Uh-huh. And then because everything's stuff is on top of ours, we're the last ones to pack up. Man, so what time did y'all get out of there? So we got there and we finished up at like 12.30 p.m. on Friday. And then it kicked off at like, like we set back up at 10 because that's when everybody shows up to get there their equipment set up and do sound check and everything. Cause there's like four or five bands that played. Okay. And then we got out of there at about 1130, 12 PM on Saturday, drove five hours back here, got here at about six 30 and then had a funeral on that Sunday. God dang. And I was just like pitch red that funeral because I forgot to bring sunscreen and this was in like the park. Oh my lord! Yeah, it was. It was a week, so I spent a week, you know, helping my family take care of that, and then me and my dad go and do this for two days because he had this set up, and it's like, hey, this is a big, big thing, you know. It's the timing sucks, but we got to go do this, and then we get back in time. I, I think the plan originally was not to have it be that crunch, but because just the way everything else fell. So, so yeah, that week I was doing family stuff. Then that Friday and Saturday, that's where I was come back Sunday funeral. Then I get to sleep and then wake up on Monday for the burial service. And then, and then I get sick. Yeah, no, we both had the, like, I flew out to Midland Monday. (laughs) So, So like, it's not, you know, like it was like definitely can't meet up with Derek. And then uh, all week I was in Midland. 
But I was also, I think we got the same thing because you got it, I got it, my dad got it, my Jake got, got it. it. Yeah, dude, like whatever blew in to Texas on Monday. I, I think it might just be pollen season. Too. It's got to be pollen. Like, yeah, it's got to be like, it just, and I've never had issues with pollen. And then this year. Oh, no, this is definitely not a pollen thing. This is like a, a sickness. Like this is some kind of flu Tested negative for COVID like Dude, two, I, three, four times between me and my girlfriend. I tested like three times just so I could, you know, like hey, be how's sure. It going? <laughs> Not COVID. Here's my, here's the results. Yeah, pretty much like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I don't have COVID, but no, no, no. It, like I had to be on like super tiny plane. I didn't want to kill anybody's grandma. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> fair, but I had to fly to Midland. So there was no recording that week. So yeah, she's been wild. Yeah, like this past week, I've been like, man, I really hope I kick this because I don't know. We can delay another week. They might, people might riot. People be banging on the Discord like, hey, I thought y'all started again. Where y'all stopping? So. You can't do this to me again. But no, no, no. We're, I'm, I'm looking out for y'all. So I guess uh, as far as like hobby progress goes. Oh, it's been a minute. I was working on some rhinos for my ultramarines. And I was trying to do, I, I posted up some pictures of my uh, Land Raider, I think, in the Discord, where I kind of had the, I had it masked off and did some like white towards the front. Yes, yes. I was doing that to my rhinos and I'm having some kind of weird issue. It might be because I'm using inks instead of like traditional acrylic paint where like I'll put down some moisture over whatever I'm doing and it'll just take it down to the plastic. Like everything, like all the paint will just come right off the model. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I thought I'd gloss these adequately, like, just... Because I had the same issue with my uh, heavy support squad with some of their shoulder pads where I'd go to do the uh, decals and the micro saw, the red one, right? Yep, it'll 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 re-soften everything. I've had that happen. Well, it just took all the paint off. Yeah, I've It had just took happen. it back down to bare plastic. And that was with a gloss coat on top of it, or no? I... Pretty sure I'd glossed it after that happened. Like to two of my guys, I went back and reglossed everything. Okay, just with like two or three more coats, just because I don't like that hurts. Yeah, of course it does. Because that's not something easy to spot fix. If it's small enough, you know, you weather over it, you'll be all right. But when I'm working on a vehicle, it's like I don't want just this big area I've got to do. But I put down my chipping medium, and then when I take my tape off, it tears tears chunks out. Oh, of dude, I hate that more than anything when you tape something off but, and you take the tape off and then you see bare resin or bare plastic. Well, oh. so I'm not, so it's not pulling stuff off with the tape, but the edge of the tape is pulling off the chipping medium. So at least the, the white parts it's pulling off, it's got blue underneath. Okay, that's good. So thankfully, like, even with tape, if you're using tape, put it on your jeans like a couple times just to kind of take like some most, of the tacky and stuff. Yeah. 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 Cause that's always a bummer. Like nothing kills my drive to paint a model, like peeling paint off with masking tape. Yeah. No dude, a hundred percent. But yeah, I've just been fighting that. And so I'm like, okay, well what do I want to do to this white part now? What do I want to like chip down to blue? Let me get all that done just so I can gloss everything. Like, like everything will be like, five layers of gloss. I'm losing detail, but it's worth it. Just so I don't have to worry about my next layer. Like the microsol just tearing the paint up. So if, if you heard me talking about how I'm just using like hobby lobby paint 
and you look at my ultramarines like that looks really good for six dollars in paint maybe and you want to try it out hey that might be one of the downsides to keep in mind is uh gloss everything because that paint doesn't hold up as well as acrylic paint when you start throwing some of your more esoteric modeling supplies on it are you doing a, a spray gloss through the airbrush or are you doing a Rattle can? Rattle can. I'm doing gloss. spray gloss. The Vallejo gloss through the airbrush. Gotcha. Okay. So that's a thinner coat than your rattle can does, and that's why I do like two, three, four coats with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My The, the rattle can is a very, very good gloss, mm-hmm. but it's a thicker than a bowl of oatmeal gloss. Yeah. that I, would use, I, I wouldn't use that in the middle of a paint job. But if it's if that's your final step, like that's how you seal it. It is at the end of the day a game piece, so you do want to have some of that rugged, yeah, protect. Yeah. But no, I just do it through the airbrush and I do several coats. I gotcha. But yeah, I kind of put that down, and I haven't had a chance to sit down and figure out what I'm going to do with that because, you know, these big white panels. If I'm doing weathering, that's where the weathering is going to be most noticeable. So. That I'm also trying to figure out what I want to do as far as like squad markings on it because I do think it's cool when the transport matches the squad a little bit. Tot, love it. But I'm also thinking that the Seeker squad, I kind of want their rhino to be the heavy support squad's rhino that they just use. Oh, okay. Like the heavy support squad doesn't have a rhino, but the Seeker squad to me doesn't seem like they have a dedicated rhino. Like they're they're kind of like a like they don't have a specific function. Like they're there as like, hey, we're just gonna kind of figure out what needs to be done, and we're gonna handle it, and we're gonna grab what we need to do it. Hey, heavy support squad, we're using your rhino. Deal with it. You're already set up in position. Cool. We're taking your rhino. Maybe they're bros. I'm sure somewhere in there, there's some sort of where they're homies, and they're like. Like yeah, man, y'all did y'all save me that one time. Y'all, y'all did me that solid the one time. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but you know. Also, they'd be like fun, like narratively, like they're using it as like camouflage. Like, guys, what's this heavy support squad coming up on us? What the hell are they gonna got? It's all psych. We're here to assassinate your family. Gotcha, bitch. Ah. And then just kill everything. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you nothing. I'm like trying to trick my opponent with, but I just think it'd be neat. I'm glad you're putting that much thought into it. That's how you get the tens across on your soft scores, like Ben Porter did. <laughs> Shout out, powerful Ben Porter. Put in the work, playing in, playing in competitive events just to see what happens and just killing it. Could you imagine if you like set up your army and you're like, "Hey, just a heads up, I know my Rhino has heavy support squad markings and I have a secret squad." Could you like the type of person that's going to explain it to me? I'm like, I'm not qualified to play against this fella. I mean, I'm not doing all that. I'm just going to put the models on top and be like, hey, Seeker Squad, Tax Squad, Tax Squad, Tax Squad, Tax Squad. I think you should. So that person's like, holy fuck. <laughs> I don't know if this dude is on I, the spectrum or <laughs> <laughs> if he's just this well, powerful so of a player. That's one thought, thought process. Uh, the other, I suppose, would be, oh, this dude gave his heavy support squad a rhino and found out that was stupid. He didn't need to do that. <laughs> and he didn't want to repaint that rhino. You're like, no, 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 there's a story behind this. You see the Seeker Squad, they used to have a rhino. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe if I can make it look like they threw down a uh, like a graffiti stencil and stenciled the destroyer mark over the uh, heavy support symbol, 
You see, whenever you read the grading in the above and beyond category of the soft scores, that's where that's where it'd be. <laughs> You're like, hey, look, I know I have a rhino that looks like it's for a heavy support squad, but you can see here I graffitied the seeker squad. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guy. Okay, sure. And that guy's like, well, here's a handful of solar rocks I'm going to put down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <sighs> They're like, oh, that's cool. I painted my world eaters this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I painted them in the parking lot. <laughs> I used hey, no no disrespect. Sometimes sometimes that's just how it ends up. You end up painting your army in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm not calling nobody out because that shit happens sometimes. Yeah, we had a friend that realized you could just use two different styles of spray paint and just blast them on your models and play. Yeah, it was like a weird double xenothal. Yeah, but there was green and yellow. So, <laughs> well, it, well, it was the camo tan because it was camo paint. And, yeah, and uh, they looked disgusting. They were for some some Nurgle Chaos Marines, and that's how it worked. Yeah, you, you're telling me you didn't look at them and immediately recognize what they were meant to be. And you're over here worried about. it's a a little thing called versimilitude all right (laughs) i'm trying to play with the suspension of disbelief on my little sci-fi warrior guys but yeah so the past week i've just been in bed so my girlfriend's like she had just kind of got over most of it when i came down with it and she's like no you're not coming down with no no you're getting better damn it Especially because a long-time listeners might remember several years ago, I got like a lingering persistent cough. So for like four months straight, anytime I would try to talk, I would just explode into a coughing fit. And people were like, Derek, no, for real though, are you okay? Yeah, are no. Are dying? It was a defining time in your life. It was. It was a... I know what your cough sounds like without you having to cough. Yeah. So that's where I've been. Uh, I'm doing okay now. Uh, I still kind of have some of the lingering congestion effects. I don't know if my voice sounds a little different. I'm also like suppressing a cough right now. <laughs> I'm going to cough because you made me. <coughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, beyond that, I'm actually feeling a lot better than I was. The like physical, like the, the, the soreness and everything like that's kind of gone. It's just every now and then I'm trying to sleep and then I just get into a coughing fit and it just is annoying. Oh, that's horrible. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully... You get that fixed. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I didn't know you were sick until today. I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm cool to come over record, but I might sound like I'm very ill. Yeah, no, I'm also congested. I mean, I got sick the same day you did, except I had to go fly on an airplane immediately after. And they're like, yep, go ahead and figure your shit out and stay in a hotel. So it's already uncomfortable staying in a hotel. And then, of course, I've got to like take Mucinex night shift, which throws you into this like haze haze of like confusion and like confused screaming when you wake up because they're also in a hotel room and you're that, having that's those basically the plot of the fourth hangover movie uh, yeah that's essentially what happened it's a uh, uh you know like have you ever taken like heavy like uh, benadryl or like some sort of like drug that Ooh, is, is i i don't do that kind of party yeah so i, I just stick to nyquil chicken yeah, well, uh, when you get into the, like, <laughs> we get deep into the uh, allergy drugs uh, and you have those, like, super sleepy allergy, sleepy times, and you wait, it's like, 
every single time I do that, it's like nightmare city. <laughs> like and the creepy kind of nightmares you can't wake up from, I guess. Cause like my blood pressure drops so much. Oh, from, no. And then so, so, you know, you just get those uh, horrible, horrible nightmares. Then you wake up in a hotel room and you're just like, where the freak am I? You know? So, but yeah, no, I had to do training. And what sucked worse about that was like, I had to like, I'm training a new guy and, uh, Ooh the whole purpose of like a lot of the stuff was like, Hey, we got to make sure this guy's going to cut it. So put him through the works, put him through the works. I was like, well, that means I got to put myself through the works. <laughs> like I'm out here too. <laughs> so, so yeah, dude, it was like six o'clock to like eight o'clock every day. It was, it was rough all last week, but, uh, I got better by Wednesday. I still got like the congestion cause you know, it's, uh, pollen season i guess yeah for those of you not familiar with the uh region of the world we're in uh texas has different seasons like you're probably familiar with spring summer fall winter all that good stuff uh texas works differently it's uh, uh, pollen mosquitoes cicadas football and football <laughs> that's, that's essentially <laughs> the four seasons of texas uh, at any given time, one of those things is happening. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it's going to be your problem. And we're in between pollen and mosquito right now. Yeah, everybody who came to Heresy Camp is familiar with mosquito season. Yeah, and then uh, then luckily we'll be rolling into cicada all, season. All gave some, some gave all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we'll be right into football season where it's the best season. That's the, the yeah, yeah, that's the magical season. <laughs> it's Christmas. You, know, you get all the good stuff. <laughs> But yeah, like some people have to, you know, clean snow off their car before they drive. I had to clean pollen off my windshield before I could drive over here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, everybody's car is green right now. Everything, every piece of uh, uh, allergy medicine is sold out. And if you need a car wash, it's by appointment only. Yep. 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 There are, everything is a tinted, a hue of green outside. That's just how it works. It's a, it's just a, a nice hue of green. <laughs> It's like in Breaking Bad, you can tell they're in Mexico because the sepia filter. Yeah. You, can tell, you can tell Texas is pollen season because of the green filter. Yeah, it's got that that uh, that tinted green everywhere you look. Yeah, it's all these oak trees. Have you ever seen the footage of uh, them like shaking an oak tree and like the like or the tree falls? Yeah, I've and there's seen, just like uh, an outline of the tree still it in is pollen. Straight up, a Looney Tunes cloud, a tree shaped cloud of pollen <laughs> that lingers after the tree's fallen. Yep, that's real. I've seen those. You can look them up. That's kind of where we're at, and that's why everybody's just kind of like Ugh, right now. Yeah, it'll take us a few months to shake this off, but it is what it is. Uh. But no, I mean, so so last week, like, so we haven't talked for a couple weeks now, and you kind of had your own thing going on. Oh yeah. Um, but last weekend, um, Titanicus, I got pretty yeah. pretty like. So I've been wanting to learn Titanicus. I need uh, to play more Titanicus. I need to. I need to paint more Titanic. I got so much crap I got to do. Yeah. So uh, so after like the whole like mortis listen right. Yeah. And then I switched over to Titan Death, but like I was like hard for like Ignatum, right? Like absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's uh, uh, that's the jam. That's the Legio that I was like, yep, this dude's badass. We're going this route. And so it was kind of on the fence. It's like, man, do I want to go with like Titanicus? Because like what's weird about Titanicus is I don't feel like it's going to be around much longer. It feels weird. Like it's in a weird spot. I'm, I'm kind of, but it's like, 
because and what sucks about it is it makes you afraid to invest into it because it's like well am i about to like get dusted or like am i about to like am i about to be one of the epic 30k guys yeah yeah shout out to those guys those some cool dudes but man yeah yeah it's it's pretty like it's kind of a spectacle thing where it's like oh we're doing okay cool yeah so so that's kind of where i was so like it was either go titanicus route or uh, you just get real Titans, right? Just get just like, cause I wanted to like somehow portray like Legio Ignatum. Oh yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Originally I just printed up some Warhounds. That's how I was going to play Titanicus. Uh, then we got worked around and, uh, got myself a warlord. So, so like now I've got like two warlords, four reavers and that's it. I think and that's it right now. Yeah. Like, I got a couple Warhounds, but they're 3d printed and it's just, that's yeah. fine. They don't feel the aesthetic. Anyway. Just use Leviathans. Yeah, yeah. So 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 anyway, so my big thing was like I got my warlord painted up, got him like Legio Ignatum, Fire Wasps, like mm. yellow, black and black and yellow stripes, the red, all that jazz. And uh, got the head I want. I think I was talking about that in the previous episode, was like oh. the head and scale on it. Uh um uh, so so I got I got that taken care of and then I got more and I was like, hey, can somebody teach me how to play Titanicus? And Locker was like, Yeah, I'll teach you. Hell and me. I was like, perfect, dude. It was like Locker, he's a super cool guy, super fun to work with, and all that stuff. So I've always heard rumors <laughs> oh, yeah? of Locker's bad dice luck. Right? He's he's got an affliction. And I thought to myself that this was like a, uh, it's like a joke, like inside joke. Like, it's just like, oh, or just like a, like a fish story. Yeah. Like a fish story. It's like, oh yeah, of course he's like, you know, this happens once and it's like, okay. Yeah. It's like the bad stuff always happens in the locker. Confirmation bias at that point. Yeah. Like, okay. You don't pay attention to the good stuff because it doesn't fit the narrative. Exactly. No, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, it's calculable. It is, uh, undeniable at this point and and frankly it's like i've lost sleep over it like i could not imagine the level of unlucky at board games like locker's pretty lucky in real life but like board games yeah there's worse things to have bad fortune in yeah well this guy had like so bless his heart he taught me how to play right and so 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 i'm not sure if you are familiar with the uh, Titanicus, Legio Ignatum special rules or anything like that? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. Well, let me just, let me break this down. I'm going to break it down for you listeners as well, guys, because uh, I'm sure that not everybody out there plays Titanicus. So I'm playing a, a, a Fortis Maniple. Okay. Uh, That's so two Warlords and a Reaver? Two, uh, a Warlord and two Reavers, but you can okay. add the additional Warlord. Okay. Okay, what makes the Fortis Maniple like what it's what its advantage of it is, is you can get within base to base with anybody else in the Maniple, and you can share your void shields. Oh, that's what's up. Okay, in addition, if sharing you sharing void shields is tight. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in addition to that, uh, there is some like if you don't move, you get like a plus one or minus one. Strength to weapons shooting at you or something like that. It's 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 a it's it's you get a, a benefit against being shot at. Yeah, because you're you're like basically your armor is on top of armor and all this stuff. Just hunker down a little bit. Yeah. So so basically, my uh, 
in this game, I've got my two warlords together, and I've got my two reavers together. And by the way, I didn't come up with this list. Uh, there is a guy on YouTube, and legitimately, I had no idea where to even start with uh, uh, with how to play Titanicus. And so, there's a guy named Voids to Full on YouTube that breaks down legions. Okay, and he made this list, and I was like, well, if it's good enough for him. It's good enough to for like I'm just gonna play this list and see what it does. That's what's up. So I bought the stuff exactly one for one. So it's a, a two warlords, two reavers. Um, the warlords, one of them has a macro Gatling blaster and a Sun Fury plasma, and on the top he has the uh, the the triple turbo, the triple lasers, the uh, uh, laser blasters is what they're called. Yeah. Uh, twin laser blasters, paired tw- laser blasters. Okay. All right. Cool stuff. Uh, and then the other one has a Sun Fury and then a... Uh, claw? Claw. The Ariok Power Claw. By the way, I did not know that the Claw and the um, the Fist were the same thing. Yeah. And so I much rather prefer the Fist because it looks so chaosy. Uh, but when he posted in the list that it was a Claw, I was like, oh, I got to use the Claw. But it's the same thing, so I, I'm just I'm just gonna put the fist on it. That's fine. I might even print up the uh, uh, <laughs> the battering ram that like puts uh, imperial fists inside of uh, <laughs> inside of other titans. The the <laughs> impregnator nine thousand. So so that is uh, that's what those are are paired up. And and just for you listeners who don't play Titanicus, uh, the Sun Fury Plasma Annihilator is a pretty good like. Like I would say, it's like the equivalent of like a like a plasma rifle. It's pretty strong, but it's not like a last cannon. It's not like yeah. a belt gun. It's not like super long range. It is shorter range, but still pretty powerful and still pretty good at like hurting armor. So, what did the second warlord have for the top guns? Same thing. Okay, so if you got two of okay, okay. So top guns are strength eight. The uh, sun fairy plasma can go up to strength twelve. And then the uh, uh, Gatling Blaster's strength. Okay, six I was also just like thinking that. the because they came out with two different Warlord kits, one with the twin Bellicosas and one with the twin Plasma. Yeah, I have no and Bellicosas. Yeah. The twin Plasma also has the fist, mm-hmm. so that kit would give you three of the four guns you need for your Warlords, as well as the uh, lasers on top. Yes, I got two of those kits each for my Warlords. Nice. So, um, so so Plasma's good at kind of good at like armor penetration but it's not the best it's not like the last cannon like the bellicosa or the quake cannon or anything like that yeah the the meta of what categories your weapons fall in and titanicus is a little weird like you've got your high number of shots that are for stripping void shields yes you've got your high strength weapons which are meant to hit any location and then just punch a hole in it as that location takes damage it gets easier to wound so then you come in with something that has more shots that are less strength and you target that location to like do some real damage. And the, the plasma is just kind of in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I ran the plasmas and I ran like a lot of like bunch of shots, like the Gatling blaster and then the, the three shot, uh, lasers top boys, uh, because Legio Ignatum, if you're within 12 inches, they reroll ones. To Hell hit. yeah. And so pretty dope. Uh, so, once again, I didn't make the list. I just kind of stole it from the internet. That's fine. But I mean, it was uh, like it just basically took advantage of like the 
the hey, get up close as fast as you can because once you're in 12, you're going to rely on like re-rolling ones. And you're already hitting on on threes most of the time. And then uh, uh, one of the things that Lego Nottam has lets you... I found out that like that 25% obscured rule is pretty... like. 25%, 50% 25%, 50% obscured Yeah, is minus one to hit and minus two to hit. That's correct. That's significant. Yes, it is. And then uh, Legio Ignatum has like a sensor array that's like, yeah, ignore that. You ignore the minus one. And it's like, neato. Perfect. <laughs> and so uh, they had basically hitting on threes all the time and then uh, re-rolling ones. So twos are the only thing that could really mess me up. So on the reverse side, they're running around kind of the similar setup. They've got the twin turbo on top one of them's got the the paddle the the chainsaw paddle yeah and then uh one of them has uh uh they both have the gatling okay the reaper gatling yeah it's kind of the same setup on both of them so solid philosophy so uh the idea of this list was to move up as fast as i can basically holding hands with each other to save void shields and then uh unload fully on the enemy and uh, uh, it got pretty interesting. So, like, Locker immediately, like, runs forward with this, like, juiced-up Warlord. And I did the, like, Leo Ignatum, one of the strategies you can give him is to uh, first fire without having to take a command check from the first turn. Yeah. And so, like, everybody in my army is, like, first fire. And this dude's, like, out in the open, like... <laughs> What's up, guys? And so he got... Straight up, just Idris Elba, just, oh, everything's going to first fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so we shot the shit out of his warlord during our movement phase um, and just <laughs> smacked him silly, stripped his void shields. Uh, pretty much, like, I thought I was just doing good, but, like, it truly was just, like, a series of unfortunate dice rolls that, like made this increasing like he pushes his reactor to do voids to full a couple times too many 100 percent, 100 and the dice just come up where his reactor track is just not in a good place there were situations where like you would have to roll a 10 on a d10 for the worst thing to happen and then you just roll a 10 and it's like how look how did the d10s are falling over each other so immediately um he's got a warhound on first turn that is supposed to flank my warlords. Okay. And I'm literally trying to figure out whether or not I'm, how I'm going to deal with this warhound that's coming up behind me. Like this thing, these things haul ass in yeah. this game. A warhound behind your warlord is a threat. And uh, like he's, he is like full blown Jurassic Park 2 raptor, yeah. like running around the entire battlefield. And I was like, that is insanely fast because he's like this is, pushing it. This is mortis as fuck right now. Uh, he didn't, uh, 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 he didn't shoot <laughs> like he just this warhound was like full blown like okay, run so around like the full side stride pushing his locomotors absolutely and then it exploded <laughs> for no reason <laughs> like it had a heart attack and exploded on its own like I couldn't even see him like warlord wise because there was buildings in the way but he just ran around the side coming to get me he was like an excellent position I was like this is going to be an issue. And it just exploded from 
Uh, it overheated. He couldn't save it. It went critical and then just blew up. <laughs> like we knew it happened because we heard it, but we didn't see it happen. It just, and it's gone. And I, mean, I was, and in my head, I was like, "What's happening?" Because <laughs> I'm new, right? I don't know. Yeah, like I don't understand what just happened, and I don't know how to prevent that from happening to me. And He's I'm like, kind of scared right now. And so I was like, "Oh well, you know, I I gained a lot of heat, and then I couldn't." get rid of the heat and then it went critical and then this happened and I, and it was like, like probably like four of the like worst possible dice rolls you could have led to this exploding. And like in that, in that concert of bad luck, if any one of those four rolls had been anything other than the worst possible outcome, it would have been fine. Yeah. But instead this Warhound, like the horse from, uh, from Lord of the Rings, like ran itself to death and its heart exploded. <laughs> like, and so that happened. That's when I was like, Oh, and immediately you're just like, it's like engine kill. I was like, well, I don't know who that was, <laughs> but I didn't even know you had a warhound. <laughs> so, sir, there's a warhound behind our maniple. What? Where? Sir, the warhound behind our maniples did be destroyed. <laughs> How? Who the hell destroyed it? <laughs> I just assumed the Millennium Falcon came in and <laughs> killed it and Han flew Solo. off. Han, Han Solo. Solo's got your back. He says, get in there, kid. <laughs> Warhound's taken care of. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that just blew up, right? So, okay. So, anyway. So, then. Titanicus is fun. Yeah. It is something. <laughs> so, so, that just happened. I'm like, okay, cool. And so, uh, um, Locker learns about how ridiculous uh combining void shields are and then like igniting void shields and like basically it's like this never ending like void shield battle yeah because like as long as one person in the manacle pole can like reignite their void shield and it does just keep like feeding oh yeah and so my my uh uh my head honcho uh princeps mm-hmm. my titan Master Princeps. Or princeps Senoris. Princeps Senor. He uh, 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 kept eating his children's void shields. <laughs> yes. Like he was like basically like, come my son. And the Reaver would be like, daddy. <laughs> and he'd suck his void soul out and then reignite his or like use his void shield to like block incoming fire. And It's more like he just grabs the Warhound and holds it up in front of him like a shield. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like his, like his son. So, uh, the, just, the Reaver, I'm sorry. Yeah. Reaver. Yeah. Uh, so I, if you like that same concept, but you'd rather have Warhounds instead of Reavers, I typically do the Regia battle line maniple, which is two warlords and then Warhounds. And then the Warhounds can merge void shields with the, with the warlords. Oh, wow. Can you have a lot more? Uh, yeah. Typically I run three Warhounds in that list. Oh, nice. Cause that's a, that's one of the things that like I did run out of void shields. I felt like it was kind of weird. Like I'm like sucking them out, like <laughs> throw them to the side. Next, well, okay, so give me the, void shields. The warhound void shields go a little quicker. Yeah, they do. So even with three of them, I think it's. But what it does let you do is you can replace one of your non-compulsory warhounds with the dire wolf. Oh yeah, and then fat the, boy. And then the dire wolf can have the warlord's void shields. Okay, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like the dire wolf. Like, I don't like its look. It's a lifestyle decision. Yeah, I managed to get so the the gun 
the gun you want to put on it is the neutron blaster, which does everything that you know it does in the uh, the twenty eight mil. Or just, okay. Oh, just unlock your Titan. Uh, if it causes any amount of damage, you roll a d six on a four up. You replace that Titan's orders with shutdown orders. Oh, good lord! Which means their void shields collapse. Also, it bypasses void shields. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's an interesting situation there. Like I said, I got it to work on Cody once, and he's like, "All right, cool. I'm going to ignore everything on the table that's not named Direwolf." <laughs> so, uh, did you shut down something big like a Warmaster or like a Warmaster? Yeah, it was a Warmaster. <laughs> oh my God, you're you're all hey Warmaster. Beep boop beep boop boop boop, and it goes, "Huh?" <laughs> Shuts down. So basically, you forced they they have errated it. Oh, by the way, as long as you hit, if you don't do any, like, if you do superficial damage, which is to say you didn't actually yeah. move anything, uh, on a six-up, you still shut it down. Oh, God. So you just force reboot as <laughs> a Warmaster? Yeah. So uh, shutdown orders, if you're not familiar with Titanicus, means your Titan can't do anything, and its void shield collapse. It's but basically it, turning it off. It's like yeah. somebody has a f- power switch, and you turn it off. It vents heat faster somehow. But you have to take a command check to bring it back online instead of giving it a new order. Well, they, they they fixed it so that if you are shut down because of a weapon that shut you down at the end of the fa- at the end of the turn, that just goes away. I gotcha. So it used to be, hey, you can't take orders next turn, and you probably aren't going to get to do anything next turn. Mm. So th- they made it a little better. Yeah, anything that tosses around a shutdown order is not the yeah. nicest situation. Yeah. Anything can trade a non-compulsory Warhound for it. And then Legio Legio Audax can trade a compulsory Reaver for it. Interesting. So that like the Venator Maniple, where you have the Reaver and then Warhounds, they couldn't take it because they could only take Warhounds. Right. Well, now they can swap that Reaver out, and now they can take it. And Audex doesn't have a bunch of... They only have war, Warhounds, right? And Direwolves. Yeah, Warhounds and Direwolves. And I think they were, like they said that there was a few Reavers, but there's not a lot. Yeah. Interesting. And then they stole a uh, Imperator that one time. Yes. <laughs> For a little bit. So, so yeah. So, so, the entire game was basically, like, unintentionally, like... Managing Void Shields as a resource. And, and watching Locker's Legio, Legio kill itself. <laughs> like, hey it, man, it, it was super brutal. If you play it fast and loose with your, your with your heat, it'll come back and bite you. Uh, I think the dice just betrayed him in every sense of the word. Like they uh, absolutely just won the game. That happens, yeah. And I and and luckily I had Tyler there to watch as well. Just to verify. And just to verify what was happening. And he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, dude, I know. It's crazy. It's This is not a... Uh, and, 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 you know, we've always lived by this whole, like, buy somebody else dice for them so they can have good luck with their dice. Apparently, yeah. that has already happened. People have already tried this with Locker to get him some different dice. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have an answer. But, you know... He's, was, got, a, he's got a good attitude about it. He has an excellent attitude. He about has it. fun despite that. He he knows what he's up against. We were, we were talking about it uh, after the game here at the house. It was like, what do you uh, what do you think he should do? Like we we're talking, me and Jake were talking about it. And he's like, I was like, what if he tried to lose intentionally? 
would it flip it up on him? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> what if he tricked the system and like, like, never let the synchronicity of life see which way you're coming from, and so play it like loose and hard, like dumb, and then maybe <laughs> you'll trick the. Hit him with the old broken clock is right twice a day mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Drunken monkey style, your Titanic is sorry. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, but no, I played that. Super interested. Loved it, dude. It was such a good time. Um, I was supposed to play again that Sunday. I was supposed to play against Cross's Audax. Yeah. And I was sick. Mm. Caught the death. And then, uh, yeah. So, getting into that. Um, I was also got a order in this week with a bunch of crimson paladins. Oh yeah. And so that is something that I started working on. Are, I, uh, are you running them as crimson paladins? Yes. Really? Uh, six squads of three. Huh. Yeah. Doing the, uh, doing the old pride of the legion, a bunch of little three man squads, going to throw them in a Thunderhawk and, poop a bunch of six squads <laughs> into people. And so when you overkill them, you overkill them because it's only three dudes, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, they're stubborn and all that jazz. So I'm interested to see how that works. Cause crimson paladins do not look good. This edition. They're not, they're not terrible, nor did they look good last edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you put them inside an assault vehicle and they get a little better. Yeah. Uh, an assault vehicle is going to get them there. So I'm not, Super, super, like the whole reason I even like went with Crimson Paladins. Uh, once again, I'm on this, like initially I was like on this, uh, how am I going to prepare for the next like mega battle situation? Cause like that seems like the funnest like way that we're playing. And then oh, yeah. I was thinking to That's myself, I'll buy some Titans. I'll get some Titans. I'm going to paint them up Legio Ignatum. And then it's like, okay, well Titanicus is kind of feeding that Legio Ignatum. I still would like to do something with, uh, uh, with, my army for mega battles. And now that I'm not going to print up a bunch of, or I'm sorry, buy a bunch of Titans, and, and paint them up a uh, legal Ignatum. I was thinking to myself, I would like to like, I would like to be a threat on the table for like mega battles and apocalypse games and all this stuff. So you landed on crimson paladins. Well, so not so much crimson, like I'm going to make, crimson paladins like just for my army okay but i'm also going to have uh chain fist terminators that are based on crimson paladins okay and i'm also going to have um essentially like a titan hunting army (laughs) in like every apoc game from here on out there you go it is going to be solely dedicated uh, to stun locking, conversion beamer, <laughs> like everything bad you could do to a Titan, that's what they're going to be there for. And the best way I can describe it is like after Beta Garmin, like this is what uh, this is what the Blood Angels saw uh, a rogue Titan Legion can do. And so they're like, hey, we probably should have an answer for this because we're not always going to have uh, Solaria and our backs. So we're not always going to have a Titan Legion available to protect us. So, uh, you got to do what the Primarch did. Sometimes you just got to go punch a Titan in the face. Yeah. So, uh, essentially what my thinking was is if like the blood angels went to the new Mechanicum and they were like, Hey, 
you got Titans out there. That's your problem. <laughs> like, we're just going to, like, we're going to lance strike the shit out of him. And the mechanic was like, whoa, chill. <laughs> like, those are relics. Please don't destroy them. And Bullion was like, well, you better give us some stuff that can incapacitate these things so we can get in them. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, here's our blessing. Take this conversion beam. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Shine it in their eyes like it's a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go ahead and just get them all dizzy. And while they're dizzy, feed them this. And it's a neutron laser. And then, uh, you know, wham, bam. Thank you, man. Pull them out. And then uh, call us when you got them. Call us when you bag them. (laughs) And so uh, that's kind of my thinking. So I'm going to do this like kind of had an idea that I wanted to do. Like from here on out, uh, some blood angels that have like their left arm is like Mechanicum Gray. Okay. To show that they're like, hey, like that way it's like, you know, when the Mechanicus is like, or Mechanicum is like, hey, bro, what did you do? Like, or the, I'm sorry, the new Adeptus Mechanicus, like, because I think that's when they switched over, like during the siege. Okay. Whatever. Uh, they're like, hey, bro, like, why are you messing up titans you know that's our realm it's like hey dude, hey look hey look see the arm we got the blessing see who i'm with <laughs> the the uh big boy said it was cool and they're like oh okay cool 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 yeah so that, that, you gotta wear the right colors when you're doing that yeah so so um i wanted to get the color scheme right for crimson paladins so that was like the big thing that's why i was kind of going with like the uh trying to see what the super gold looked like which was the the uh, Vallejo copper, Vallejo gold, and then the green stuff world, ancient gold. And then once that's on there, it looks super cold. It's like a really, it's like a really appropriate color gold, but it's like really green hued. Yeah. And so ultimately what I ended up doing was I did that and retributor armor and for some reason, I, I don't know the, the retributor armor is extremely warm. It's a little bit more browner than I guess the other gold. Yeah, and it's a less less gold, but I think it just it's. I, I put a poll in the Discord, and uh, everybody said that the right one was the one they liked. Which so, I'm yeah. just I'm just gonna do retributor armor. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. All that work to get the super gold. Like, because you can't just, like, the super gold stuff, like, the stuff you need is, like, $40 worth of shit. Yeah. And, like, it comes from, like, Spain, and then, like, you have to, like, get it imported, and, mm-hmm. you know, then you got to wait for customs. Because that's that pigment, right? It's pigment, bro. It's like, okay, so you're ordering a jar of powder from across national lines. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, so, it's ultimately, I'm just going Retributor. The old Retributor with Reichlin Flesh Shade. And I'm going to paint up a bunch of just normal Crimson Paladins for my army. And then we're going to start doing some Chain Fist Crimson Paladins for uh, for my Titan Hunters. That's what's up. And I, I, I don't have like a name for them yet, but I'm going to... Workshop something. I will workshop something. And I will have like special tanks and all that stuff painted up for them too. Hell yeah. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Sounds like a party. Especially like, you know when you plan something out and you're like, oh, dope. Start getting stuff on the way right now for it. That's the stage I'm at right now. So I got like six predators coming in. <laughs> so looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. Um, one of the big things I didn't want to talk to you about, 
And and kind of like one of the things that uh, uh, I want to talk to all of you people listening about because I need I need some help on this. I'm at this stage where like I'm ready to upgrade my modeling desk, my hobby desk, and I've seen people's hobby desks, uh, like like John Christensen's hobby desk. Oh yeah, like where he's got like. His battle station? His battle station, right? That's, yeah. That's where I want to be, okay? So I've got the lights. Like, I've got these, like, badass. Like, I ordered another light set and all this stuff. I've got these, like, the desk space for it. I've probably, I've got a big L desk that I hobby on. And it's a, uh, essentially, it's a 36 by 24 on one side of the L. And then it's a uh, 48 by 24 on the other side of the L. So it's, like, a, it's a large L desk. And I want to get like storage and I want to get like it set up at that like hobby station level. I just don't know what I need. <laughs> so uh, I'm open for suggestions, people like stuff that just works. Like I've got the lights, lights I figured out. Like I've, I've got like two really good lights, but as far as, organization goes that's what i'm looking for i'm not a good resource for that because my hobby situation is pretty messed up uh i've got like a 36 by 24 desk that is just covered in crap yeah no and that's uh that's what happened to this desk at my computer like i just i keep grabbing paints and i bring them over here like a kid does when he's playing with toys Mm -hmm. and then before you know it like all of the stuff I have on my desk, I'm like, I get to that fit where I'm like, oh, this is overwhelming, and I shove it all into a box and put it in my desk. I'll just get it later, and then I forget all the paints are in there, and then I go buy the exact same paints I already had, and then like I'm, and then it happens again. I'm yeah. like, oh, here's the Mephiston Red I bought two weeks ago. It's it was in this <laughs> box the whole time after I bought Mephiston Red this week. So so yeah, so I want to get more organized and have like a dedicated hobby station, and uh, as well. I think I'm at this level again at my work where I'm going to have to ramp up and go travel the country again, okay. which I'm kind of excited about because like there is this whole, like before like, I, I traveled for two years when we weren't recording and I got to see a lot of people on the podcast and all that stuff. Uh, but I wasn't playing anything or I wasn't doing anything. I, I was kind of painting um, in my hotel room, but my setup was kind of weak as far as like, that yeah, goes is the travel setup. Yeah. Well, I want to get a better travel setup. Okay. Because like, that was one of the big things i found myself was like, I was going to take my current travel setup, which is essentially just like a Pelican case that I just like take foam and wrap it around whatever I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I didn't look, my Titanic stuff didn't fit. And so I was like, Oh man, like I wish I could just be painting my Titanic stuff. Uh, this week while I'm in Midland or, you know, last week when I was in Oklahoma. Okay. But I just, so that is something I'm also interested in is like a, a badass like travel setup. Okay. Yeah. That I think we could, I, I'd probably be a little more help on cause I did have a, I was working on something similar a while back and I did have like a Pelican case that I'd like come over and we'd hang out and I would just bring some stuff in that to work on. Yes. That is what I'm interested in doing. Hell yeah. So I didn't have anything like terribly innovative on that. It was just a Pelican case that I'd like, it had three sections of foam in it. It had the lid section, the like pluck foam section, and then just a layer on bottom. And I took that layer on bottom out. So I just had the pluck foam on bottom 
so that most models I could just put, and then th- that foam would, if it was a larger model, that foam would just hold it with just a little bit of pressure. Yeah. And then smaller stuff, I wasn't super worried about just because it was a, you know, hardy Pelican case that I would make sure I don't shake up too much. Yeah, ideally, I'd like like a, something in a Pelican case that can fit in a backpack. Like, okay. is, is what I would be most interested in and can like fit at the bottom of a backpack. Like I've got a Pelican case I can show you in the other room that I think I'm going to start using. But, uh, uh, yeah, things just get iffy if you're going to be like inverting it. It will be a hundred percent. So that's going to be the main challenge. Hmm. I'll have to think about it because I could get to the point where I check luggage and all that jazz or like, you know, but yeah, and that then you're looking at like a Pelican 1500 at that point, you know? <laughs> So traveling woes. If you guys know of something that I could take with me, that would be like an excellent like travel companion to fly with because I fly everywhere, and so uh, and, and ideally something I could check because, or I could carry on. Something I could carry on with me. So hell yeah, so looking for answers there. So all right. Uh, so I guess now that was a little more than I thought we were going to talk about as far as what we've been up to. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely been doing some stuff in the hobby in the hobby space. Um, but I did want to give an update on these stickers, right? Yeah, where are we at? So, so for one, we did have the contest, and I did want to go ahead and read some of the entries off to you guys. Uh. For two, for everybody that's asking uh, when these stickers are going to go on sale, because now officially we have the uh, the Warmaster Chibi, we have the the Leviathan Chibi, there is the Thanatar Chibi, and then the Saber Chibi, and the last, the number five, is going to be the. Is it the Thanatar or the Domitar? Oh, is I think it's the Dam. Thanatar. It's a Thanatar with the the super last cannon over its shoulder. Okay, I I never get them straight in my head. Yeah, yeah. Thanatar yeah, with yeah. the long Thanatar. with the long you're boy. Right, you're right. Yeah. So uh, uh, everybody keeps asking, like you know, like when are you gonna sell these? Right? Like, well, like how do I get this? I haven't figured out how I'm going. Like, if I'm going Etsy or like you know, I'm gonna set up like some like Shopify. I don't know yet, but I do know, and then I've kind of been like. Uh, I've been rude, I guess, like showing you guys because like, you know, I'm proud of them, right? They're cool to me. And like, it's exactly like I, the only reason I even made stickers is because there wasn't stickers for me to put on my new Pelican case. And I was kind of upset about that. That's the only reason I'm doing this. But at the same time, um, I don't want to, uh, piecemeal out stickers to you guys. Like I'd rather have them already. And then, cause like a lot of people are like, yeah, I want all those. And it's like, so it'd be like, well, here's five. Like, yeah. here's five. I don't want to be like, oh, here, I, I, this sticker's now made. Let me go ahead and pack you a new yeah, envelope. Pay shipping and handling for this sticker. And then... Shipping and handling for this sticker. Yeah. So... We're trying um, to make a pack. Yeah, we're trying to, I'm trying to make a sticker pack for you guys so that you can save on shipping and handling and just order them all at the same time, right? How thoughtful. Uh, it's pretty damn thoughtful, <laughs> if, I'm being, if I'm being real. Yeah. <laughs> Could, did I have to buy like hundreds of stickers at a time? Yes. <laughs> Could this fail? Absolutely. But I got my stickers. <laughs> my my thermos looks great. 
<laughs> now what I'm going to do with these other 150 stickers, I don't know yet. But <laughs> So, but on the stickers, let's go ahead and listen to this voicemail, and hopefully it's a sticker voicemail. If not, uh, we do have two stories. Uh, yeah. If you're not familiar with what we're going we're gonna to talk about here, we did have a contest where for the fifth sticker, we're looking for a hero of the heresy, and people submitted their stories. Oh, to, a cool model they have that did a cool thing once or twice. Yeah. To become the sticker, to be immortalized in sticker format, yeah. in chibi sticker format. Yes. I, I hope that was clear. Yeah. I, I hope... Whoever wins, you're cool with them being chibiified. If not, sucks. Sorry. <laughs> it's already happened. <laughs> we have full rights to your persons. <laughs> Should have read the fine print. All right, so let's see what this voicemail's about. Oh, which one came first? I think this one did. Okay. from Bot GT here. I'm so stoked that you guys are back on the air. Oh, shit. I'm like a few episodes behind. Um, but I will say that I do have a bear story. Or not a bear story. You asked for who can fight a bear. I've got the answer for you. But first, just before I get into that, we do have an upcoming Bot GT event. First major in-your-face GT event since the pandemic. It's coming out this fall. We don't have a date yet. I told you we don't have a date. Get off my dick. <laughs> we will have it soon. Maybe even before this next episode is recorded, we'll call back and give you a date. But right now, no date. There's a second call. But until then, I have a bear story or... Who can fight a bear? So you asked earlier, and like I said, I'm behind. Who can fight a bear? Not one man, because that's crazy. <laughs> we need two men to fight a said bear. So who are those two men? Well, I will say the first man, of course, coming to the plate is Zach Del Rosa himself. Oh. And the second man, Mr. Jonathan West. But okay. better than just, like, throwing out you know, some story about how they would fight a bear. I think we can throw this into a Hollywood pitch movie scenario. So what I see is that the backdrop of our movie is a modern day Jellystone Park. <laughs> and our two park rangers are one Zach Delroza and we've got also Jonathan West in short shorts. Um, obviously, like to give it a modern twist, Yogi is a deranged psychopath, like prying on innocent picnic baskets. And, uh, you know, Zach and John have to go out there. Obviously, Zach is like more of the seasoned, grizzled park ranger. He's been up there many seasons through Jellystone, he's seen some shit, he's seen, you know, gruesome, he's seen some gruesome stuff, you know, seen animal attacks, seen, seen like, some families wander off trail, not knowing what they're doing, and come to 
uh, sadly, a, a terrifying and gruesome event. Uh, but you know, John is the new, he's the new kid on the block and, uh, he's a little bit more chipper. He wants to, it, maybe he has a little bit more like hippie, like kumbaya, want to come to like terms with the animals and the bears specifically where like. Okay. There's a second. So he's going to finish this, the voicemail on the, so, so, so just so we can follow this up. So. Um, oh my God! <laughs> so so AJ from from Bot GT, Boys of the Golden Throne. Sorry for talking shit about your dice, but <laughs> I love them. I don't know what you're about. Uh, for a second, I thought he was going to try to get Big John and Zach to actually like fight a bear at a heresy event. I mean, it's possible. We just got to have a it <laughs> <head> up north. <laughs> uh, secondly, so so it sounds like so far. AJ over voicemail is pitching us a movie pitch where yeah. Zach Del Rosa and Jonathan West uh, in short shorts. Jonathan West is wearing short shorts, clearly. So, John, Big John, yeah. Yeah, Big John. Um, the short shorts are implied. Okay. And they are Jello, Jellystone, yes. uh, Park Rangers, and uh, Yogi is Cocaine Bear, is what it sounds like so far. Yeah, like, you know how they're doing this, like, dark, like, Winnie the Pooh movie? I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, like, next month or something like that, they're coming out with a gritty, like, horror film, like, take on public domain Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, apparently, somewhere between that and Cocaine Bear is this new Yogi movie. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's, we're in the market for it right now. All right. That's, well, that, that's where we're at. Let's hear part two oh, of excited. this. Goddamn phone limit. So as I said, John's the more, like, he's a newbie. He's, he wants to get, like, he's a more uh, newbie ranger on the block, and he wants to have a more symbiotic relationship with the bears, but Zach knows better. And, you know, basically it's a, a buddy cop, you know, um, slash comedy slash thriller. Um, you know, we I might I can see like maybe throwing in the classic uh, Star Wars Death Leia and uh, Luke Death Star swing over the chasm there of uh, maybe Zach and John recreating that and uh, John giving Zach a little kiss on the cheek for luck but you know i see i, I really I, I see there's some potential in this plan so i don't know what you guys think but uh i'm super glad to be for you guys to be back on the air and uh can't wait to see you guys at some future events so uh can't wait to hear more and uh love you guys i'll uh, talk to you guys later peace out love you too aj <laughs> love you too aj <laughs> so, okay yeah no that is uh absolutely that was beautiful uh we'll get we'll have to see what the budget looks like uh for for that but i i, I could definitely uh uh yeah we're gonna have to figure out what we can get as far as cg yogi the bear unhinged on fiverr i wonder how uh difficult it would be to have like AJ and John like shoot footage in Canada 
and like us try and like match it here in Texas with shooting Zach, like them never actually <laughs> seeing each other. Like, okay, so like when they do like a twin movie with the same actor, we're doing that same technology, just yeah, yeah, two people. <laughs> it look like because it, it's four, so you're not gonna know yeah. it's like you're not in the same place, and so like we can just like, like I can like bulk out one of my arms <laughs> to be Jonathan's arm, so like when they have to hold hands or something, and like. He just <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like Jonathan going to go kiss the side of the screen to kiss Zach and you just see my mustached face. <laughs> we can make it work. Dude, like like TikTokers do it all the time where they collab and they're not in the same they're like yeah. they just shoot the footage. Yeah, just completely stitched together this movie. We can make it happen. We can even get a fake bear. <laughs> yeah, we can get a real bear. <laughs> I was about to say fake bear. What are you talking about? <laughs> So, yeah, we just have to have a name. That's the only thing that's... Uh, the licensing is going to get weird. Might have, to, might have to do Dollar Store, Yogi. What would it be? What would it be? What was the last... Uh, what was the last... Uh, uh, Yogi Bear movie... What was the? Uh, it's just called the Yogi uh, Bear. Just I think Yogi he was Bear. probably in Space Jam. No, he was not in Space Jam. Oh, 2010 was a Yogi Bear movie. Oh, was that the one with Justin Timberlake as uh, Boo Boo? Sure. I'm surprised you remember that. IMDb. Oh, he's fact checking me right now. No, I'm curious. Yeah, Boo Boo was Justin up. Timberlake. Wow. 2010 was a weird year. So yeah, yeah it was. So, yeah, man, I mean, with the advent and, like, with the, uh, you know, with, with mid-journey now and... <laughs> the tools are uh, here. Unreal Engine, you know, we could do some weird shit. What was the one that would just, like, make everything, like, trippy? The, like, Google Dream? Yep. yep. Where, like, everything would just, like, turn into this, like, crazy fever dream looking... Everything would just turn into eyeballs? Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> this is—I mean, we can make it happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure Zach would be down, and I'm pretty sure Jonathan would be down. So yeah, we could definitely make it happen. Cool. We yeah, have Yogi the, got we, some some bad mushrooms. We have the PA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you need it, but we got it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen, AJ. Hell yeah, we're gonna thank, thank you for that. That was that was wonderful. We're gonna reach out for some notes here pretty soon. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll have to put together a writers meeting for this, <laughs> and, and starting with the name. So, uh, so thank you for calling in, AJ. Hey, guys, if you guys want to uh, call in to the podcast, uh, we did recently change our number here. Uh, it is three six one two six five eight six five eight three six one two six five eight six five eight. Uh, it's a Google Voice number, so it will go uh, to uh, to voicemail immediately. But just leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it live on air. We don't listen to them, so well, yeah, we we don't we don't pre-screen them. Yeah, things get weird. Yeah, and if you're international and you don't want to do long distance phone call situations like that, you could always, if you want a similar effect, you can record a voice line on your phone and then figure out a way to like shoot it to us over Messenger, email, Discord. All the things available. If you reach out to us, be like, hey, I've got a voicemail, but I'm not paying long distance. We'll, we'll figure it out together. We've been doing it for years. 
So let's read off a couple of these stories for the uh, uh, for the sticker contest. Hell yeah! Uh, you how you want to do this? You want to do one? You want me to do one? Uh, yeah, we can do that. So why don't you do this first one? Okay. Can you just shoot that to me like on Discord so I got it right here on my phone? I don't gotta like maneuver around recording equipment and everything. Yeah, we'll just have to keep talking so it doesn't seem like we're, uh, you know. That's dude. fine. I'm, I mean, a little bit of dead space wouldn't be the worst thing. We could always edit it out just to make it boom, boom, one to one. But even then, I don't. I, I think we can handle just shooting a little Discord message. There you go. Anyway, uh, so do we know who this is from? Have they sent this in anonymously? Did they specifically want it to be anonymous, or do they want us to, you know, so announce who it was? Was was there any? So this came over. I believe it was... If you'd like, I can go ahead and start reading, and we can address that at the end of this. Yeah, it was over a comment, I believe, on... Uh, on the Discord? On the Facebook page. On the Facebook page. That's public enough. We can just go ahead and be like, hey, so-and-so says... Yeah, go ahead and start reading it, and I'll find it. All right, so he writes in, he says, My army hero was Vigilator Praxis. I built him out old-school armor bits I had lying around. This guy survived every game I ever used him in, no matter how well or bad I was doing. The one time he died was the last, he was the last Marine left, and that was a ZM game against Thousand Sons. His objective was to sabotage the ship engine, which was completed before he was pasted by psychic powers. All in scout armor. Made my Praetor an artificer with an iron halo look like a chump. He died in every game without fail. Hell yeah, man. I don't know any, I've ever seen somebody run... A, uh, a scout armor vigilator. I, I don't think I've seen anybody run any independent character in scout armor yet. Have you? I have not seen anybody running scout armor. I haven't seen anybody with the balls to do it. So just the brass ones just throw this dude out and just. Uh, it's right here. Dope scone. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is that? Is that Raven guard? He looks Raven guard. It's it's definitely black, and I'm gonna guess Iron Hands because he's got that like uh, uh, that Darth Vader white skin. Well, don't the uh, oh yeah yeah Raven yeah, Guard also, also white yeah. Well, I mean the the so the tactical marking on his shoulder pad kind of has that same kind of boxy look that a lot of the Raven Guard ones have, right? Yeah, no, it definitely could be Raven Guard. What is this? Is this chainsword in the ground? Like he's gonna stab somebody with chainsword? I think he's just got a reverse grip on his chainsword. It's tight. I dig it, and I love the, I love the, uh, that stalker bolter. That stalker bolter, it looks excellent. Hell yeah, looks dope. A scout in chibi armor, or scout in chibi <laughs> sticker form. Just a little Raven Guard scout. He's just a little guy. Thank you for the submission, and yeah, uh, appreciate it. He's uh, absolutely <laughs> a survivor. <laughs> Kind of Cadus Nexus, right? Yeah, straight up. He's got that Cadus Nex vibe, like just a survivor. Just (laughs) you can even give him that like background where he was like one of the criminals that they released. I love it, dude. Okay. So another story we had submitted. uh, This is my my Kratos Warhound Herald to the End. Her role in twenty eight millimeter Titanicus is simple. Get up close to the enemy and strip the shields so the big guns can take it down. (laughs) 
I know that. Hey, there you go, man. Don't push her. Shout out. They to got her. weak hearts. Shout out to everybody <laughs> playing 28 mil Titanicus. She had been fielded twice previous and knew his role. What? Oh, okay. And happy with the kill counts going to the warlords. But in his last walk, something was different. He was disregarded by the opponent who went straight from my back line. After advancing up to the flank, turn one, a moment of genius led to a charge order being set just in case the opportunity arose. Focusing on the warlord, two hounds of Legio Solaria sharing shields and weathering a storm of fire approached too close and my Samai's hound saw her opportunity. From out behind a ruined manufactorium running full tilt, <laughs> she fell upon them from the side. Already damaged from quake shells and without protection of their voids, the first went critical with the following explosion sending the second tumbling to the ground without legs. <laughs> Harold to the end was left wounded but standing, a prime target for oncoming warlord of Legio Invicta with the desire to reel havoc with its power fist on an easy target. <laughs> Seeing the oncoming threat, Harold's maniple launched a hail of rockets and quake on the warlord, uncaring of the warhound's proximity. So danger close. That's the way to do it. With shields gone, the warlord stumbled out of its weapon arc, leaving its side exposed to the flame bolter. With its job completed, Harold to the end limped back to cover to survive the rest of the battle in one piece. Ahead of her next walk in April, she deserves recognition of her dedication to the destruction of the enemy as no doubt normal service will resume and further restorations will be required. Hell yeah. And the running, dude. So that is a dope looking Warhound. Yeah, look at the little, like, even the tiny numbers on the cheek. Six, seven, nine, seven. Yeah, just a little attention to detail like that, man. I like it. Definitely. Bolter and Flame, baby. And what Legio is this? Is it Legio, Legio Kratos? Legio Kratos. Oh, it's my Kratos Warhound. Okay. Yeah. So. Harold to the end, man. I'm sorry I didn't. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised his heart didn't pop because that's the only thing I know Warhounds are good at. <laughs> is running really fast and exploding. Apparently that's not normal, but you know. Yeah, you know. It happens. Uh, the, the old sneaky warhound is a good tactic, man. So I want to know more about twenty-eight mil Titanicus. What do you mean, no more? They're playing Titanicus with twenty-eight mil models. Oh, oh, this is twenty-eight millimeter Titanicus. Yeah, her role in twenty-eight mil Titanicus is simple. Oh, the, yeah. The, okay, so this is a full size. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, okay, you're right. So the, the, no, the numbers on the the, the face plays are a little less impressive now. They're like space marines. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. It's like I was like, I was like, dude, this dude's insane. Like, I know how big that was. <laughs> sorry to sorry to you know disillusion you there. I just want to make sure you're fully aware of what we're looking at. Dude, Adam, what are y'all doing there? And like, what is what what is going? Twenty eight mil Titanicus. I need to, I need to know more. You need to send us in a voicemail. You need to let us know what's going on. Take a video at one of these events. I know something. If y'all is, are doing events, y'all just doing them in your... Take some pictures of these games, dog. Yeah, I want to know what rule set they're using. Like, how are they making this? Are they using Titanicus gun rules, or are they... That's a fantastic question. Uh, I know they're doing 28 mil Titanicus this year at Adepticon. Yes. Uh, yes. I happen to know some people who got into that event who are very excited. 
So, Adam, if you could send us some more information about this. Dude, like, I legit thought that that was a... I was like, this is pro. This is insane. Like, do you see the level of detail on this? I mean, immediately, that's not the same scale base that the the Titanic is on. I was curious. And I was like... So, now it's running stance is way more impressive than... Oh, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love it, dude. Very, very nice. Very, very nice models, both of you. Uh, yeah. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, I, looking at the Flamer there, we never did talk about old Flamergate. Oh, yeah. You posted a uh, reel about it, and everybody's like, what are these guys on about? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? So, so tell me more about the Warhound Inferno gun. Oh, by the way, I there, there is also the weird, like, uh, why did they give the Warhound fast? Who knows, man? I added it to the big list of questions of like, hey, how is this supposed to work? Like, Titans. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Titans and Knights move like infantry move. Yes. So having the fast vehicle type means when the vehicle moves, they can move double their speed, but have to snap shoot. Does a Titan get that benefit? Because they don't move like vehicles move. They move like infantry moves. Because otherwise, there would be no point in giving them fast. Yeah. So the thought process was we assumed it meant they could double their movement value, but have the penalty of having to snap shoot whenever they shoot in the shooting phase, which means your Titan moves 15 inches. Now it moves 30 inches. So let's say it's trying to lay into a single target, like another Titan, and it has two Inferno guns. Normally, that would just be two hits. But since it's snap shooting, if it's within eight inches, it's because it's a hellstorm weapon. It's one d six automatic hits on the target per based on the wall of death rule. So you're getting two d six hits at strength seven with a uh, destructor weapon, destroyer, destroyer weapon. So that's strength seven plus three d six drop the lowest for armor penetration. Yes, for d three hull points each. And that's assuming you aren't getting that ready to charge, right? You can still, presumably, you can still charge. Nothing about a fast vehicle moving like that prevents you from charging. Which will let you come in with your strength 10 attacks and then your strength 10 t- stomps. Yeah. Now, if you're going against a bigger Titan, that bigger Titan's going to be better weapon skill. It's going to shit on you. Unless, you know, you hit it with blind. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, so like, essentially, because it, it makes it really scary. And we kind of saw the. Zach and Josh actually played a game with a Warhound this past uh, weekend. Oh, yeah. And the Warhound was running the table. And that was a plasma turbo laser Warhound. Right. Now, I want to say they were using the FAQ on the turbo laser, which some people are still not aware of. Strength 12 turbo laser. Strength 12 AP2, I think they made Yes, versus strength 10 AP3. Yeah. It, it was like, what the heck? What did they do to this? What did they do to my boy? Yeah, so it's a 12-2 turbo laser. Um, it is twin-linked. The pro, the weapon profile is not twin-linked, but the Warhound has a twin-linked turbo laser. Yes. And so, so that was a, I mean, it, that was a significant dealer of damage, but also it's like it turbo lasers in normal games are very, very overkill for a lot of the stuff they're dealing with. And I think... Uh, I think like one of the big things that we were talking about was the Inferno cannon is just like a good 
overall death dealer. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if you hit you know terminators with it, they're gonna shrug it off. But if you hit literally anything other than terminators with it, if you're hitting, uh, I, I mean, even even Spartans, yeah, even Spartans with uh, like you are definitely going to uh, uh, glance things out. Or not glance, I guess, uh, not explode things out. Yeah. Uh, but it can, it's it's like, throwing this Hellstorm template. If there was like a squadron of Lehman Rust Vanquishers next to a different tank. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to shoot the different tank so the, so the Vanquishers can't return fire. And I'm just going to use my 24-inch range Hellstorm. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely dealing... And then when you need to focus down like another Titan, like a Reaver or something, two D six. But you're you're not going to in, in normal games. You're not right. going to fight a Reaver. I'm just saying it's a really good like. It's got multiple uses. Yeah, but what makes the Warhound scary is it's possible to see it. We're like, you're not going to see a Reaver. You're not going to see a Warlord. Like th- that's not going to be your normal game. No, like. That's fair. Narrative is going to be like, oh, oh yeah, 3,000 points, bring your warlord. <laughs> you know, like, that's not <laughs> happening. So, like, but, like, yeah, cause there even, is nothing stopping, like, normal rules for, like, some dude showing at your gaming table with a Warhound Titan. Yeah. Uh, if it's a problem, then we might have to, like, gentlemen's agreement it. But I, I, right now, we're still kind of in the Wild West, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that's kind of one of the interesting things about this edition is there is a lot of stuff that people haven't wild wested yet. Uh, yeah, because I think what I've been hearing is a lot of people are afraid of being that guy. Yeah, like nobody wants to show up with you know allied detachments and then a different Lord of War, so you have three different factions and you're kind of running Imperial Soup at that point. Yeah. No, it, this is absolutely something you could see in your tabletop. At a at a three thousand point game, yeah. If you've got people in your local meta who tend to get a little froggy, uh, maybe be aware of what these things can do. Yeah, and we were kind of thinking about like, so Zach ran an army that was very predator heavy. Yeah, and he even ran uh, uh, Iron Hands Primark uh, Ferris Ferris Manus. Um. But Ferris didn't make it into the table, so that was pretty significant miss there. But this Warhound did just absolutely run through some Predators when I went out there. Okay, I want to say what he had said was it wasn't as tough as he was as he thought it was going to be, but because Ferris and all the points with him never showed up, yeah, he didn't have the tools that he would normally have to handle it. Mm, he didn't kill it. I mean, <laughs> the. I remember like reading him saying like ah, it's not that tough, but I didn't take it down. And I was like, <laughs> I, that reads a little salty. It sounds pretty tough to me. He's <laughs> <laughs> not dead. <laughs> not trying to call him out or nothing. I just remember him saying that it, it it didn't seem like it was impossible to handle. No, no, you could definitely do some things to it, but especially thi- now with void shields not coming back. Right. It's just. I think uh, one of the things that we're going to start seeing is a more close combat heavy Warhound. Yeah, now that it's weapon skill five. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's realistic to see because like nothing is stopping you from. It's better. You're wasting. You're leaving food on the table 
if you don't attack in close combat with it. Yeah, because you can't get stuck in with it. No. Yeah, it can't get stuck in with you. It can shoot you point blank with literally everything it has. And you, if you if you choose to safely leave it at the back of the table, which a lot of people do with Titans, then uh, you are leaving, what is it, like D6 stomps or something like that? Or four stomps? Strength 10 stomps? Uh, I think it's D6. Or, uh, I forget exactly how it is. I know a lot of the Titans work differently. I think like a Warlord is like 6 plus D6 or something crazy. Yeah. I, I can't I can't remember what is the like vanilla rules for Titan stops and what is specific rules. I think it's normally like three plus your or D three plus your number of attacks or something like that. Yeah, at your unmodified strength with uh AP two. Yeah. So like not only do you like like in the case of like a Warhound, right? So it's three attacks. Yeah, so three plus three D three or three plus D three. Well no no no, like you get your initial attacks, which oh, are yeah, not yeah. your regular attacks, yeah. You get those for sure. Which are not was your strength ten. Like oh. you just like they're not AP anything. So they're just like straight ten attacks. Yeah. And then you get to stomp with three plus D three. So possible six strength ten AP two attacks. Yeah. Which in the case of like the dual inferno arm warlord that we're talking about yeah the the flame warhound yeah that is pretty damn good <laughs> like it's a lot dude so you're leaving you're throwing a lot of damage at whatever you're shooting yeah because you're also charging so it's gonna be three plus one so like essentially you're leaving 10 strength 10 attacks at the table every time you don't run your warhound yeah. forward you're just throwing them on the floor yeah you're just leaving the strength 10 attacks on the table and nobody's going to do anything with them. Like, if your opponent's got a couple knights or something, yeah, the, those knights might handle your, you know. But you can overwatch with that Warhound against knights. Wall of death, baby. And that strength 7 plus 3d6 drop the lowest one. That's average 14. Yeah. Like, the worst and then thing... And then it's d3 whole points, right? Or two whole points. It's it, d3. Yeah, d3 whole points. For destroyer? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, and that's one of the big things, right? You're thinking to yourself like, oh, why do I care about a strength seven hit? Like even with two Inferno cannons, it's only two hits. Well, once they penetrate, it's D3 hole points. Yeah. So potential. a failed armor save becomes D3 wounds. Yes. Yes. And so it's like six hole points can be done to you potentially every turn with a dual Inferno cannon. And... (laughs) D3 wounds for everybody that takes a wound. So, like, if you are getting flamed with a, uh, let's say you get a whole squad of 10 dudes. Yeah. Like, Terminators, right? Not difficult with 24-inch range Hellstorm. Yeah. Now you have each one of them taking a... that's like an 18-inch long template. Yeah. So, that that's not insignificant range. No. Because then now you have this, like... Especially because you have the flexibility to put... The only stipulation is the short end has to be closer to you than the long than the big end. If you got hit so with the... you can the, put it almost perfectly sideways. If you got hit with the... Let's say you had a squad of Caesarean. Yeah. Okay. Would you take... Uh, I guess they... W- uh, would you try and tank... Like, I'm trying to think about would you ever tank an Inferno Cannon on your officer with the potential of a D3 waiting for you? No. It's crazy, right? 
No, the only reason I was doing that with the last cannons is because he had uh, battle hardened. Yeah, and they weren't doubling him out. So, uh, like, if you had like, and he got it will not die. So, because it's a small number of last cannons, I'm not super worried about it. Let's say you inferno cannon a tactical squad. Uh, so you're getting ten hits. Definitely, I'm taking those on the sergeant. Okay. Oh yeah, he's only one wound anyway. Yeah, of course you would. I was trying to think of like a situation where like, cause that, that D three waiting for you is not good for you. Right. Like that's a, like something that has multiple wounds is going to try and tank this hit. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like maybe a like veteran assault special Legion squad, something like that, where you do have two wounds on everybody. And then the Sergeant has artificer armor, but everybody else has power armor. Yeah. Like a veteran equivalent assault based unit. And as soon as he gets smoked, it's game over i don't know it's very significant it's a uh, uh very likely that he, it it's going to deal some damage when it tosses it out there oh yeah I, I feel it dude so and not a lot of stuff is ready to take down a titan right there's not a ton of things out there that it's not something people are like really considering when they're building their lists yeah but that's also because they haven't been running around like, I don't know. They might, it looks like they toned back Titans a little bit to be like usable in real games without it, you know, just completely breaking down everything. But I also don't know that for sure. Cause I haven't seen a lot of people bringing them to regular games. True like, that. Like I was, I was, I wish I was in town for this game so that I could one, hang out with Zach and Josh and two see how this actually works in the, a regular format. Yeah, I was sick, so I just went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I went to go play Titanicus. I was still sick, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, thank you, Adam. I appreciate the story, and this model looks sick, dude. Yeah, Harold to the end. It, you know, brought in all sorts of other conversation in there. So. Just talking about how cool your Warhound is, dog. Don't worry about it. So. I don't know, man. Looking forward to getting some work done on some Crimson Paladins. Looking forward to uh, getting some of these Predators in. I'm going to print up the Artisans of Vol. Classic uh, Predator Sponsons. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, I saw you posting up pictures of those. The, like, big boxy Sponson. Yeah, big boxy Sponsons. I wasn't like a... Like, I'm a a Patreon patreon of uh, Artisans of All, so, like definitely support this dude and his work um i'm not a big fan on those but i i love the boxy sponsons mainly because uh it's classic right uh it's classic and it's got better magnetization options than okay yeah yeah the, I, I i didn't think about that yeah than that and because it's an s like i don't know if you saw this is what the uh the actual like i'm sure if you've assembled predators you know exactly mm-hmm. what these pieces are yeah yeah, so this is the exact side of the rhino that he's designed up. Um, but because... Did you, did you a, get the STLs for being the Patreon? Yes. Nice. Yeah. it's And he also does classes on there for like 3D modeling. So Stellar, dude. It's definitely worth it. But Sounds like it's worth checking out this dude's Patreon. Definitely so. One of the biggest things that I was kind of like excited for is because I am about to drop deep into a bunch more Predators than I already have. Um I wanted to put these on for the magnet magnetic ability of them. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was 
I wanted to take this little cylinder here piece that goes inside of the sponson. Yeah, the part the gun mounts to. Yeah. Put a three millimeter magnet there, put a three millimeter magnet there, put a three millimeter magnet here. So and that way everything's held together with magnets. Everything's gotta worry about it. Yep. And you just pop them off. And you just put put those magnet holes into the files before you print them so you don't gotta drill nothing. Yep. It's a way to do it, man. And then I've also That's how you know we're living in the future. I put a three millimeter magnet there. I've designed behind, up behind the guns. Threw yep. up your your assault cannon sponsons. Designed up my assault. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that that is not moving it. Designed my assault cannon sponson so I could go there. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. Also the the uh, the version of this through the Patreon has those big giant rivets that the old school version has. And you're like, that's cool. But I'm gonna fix that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, so I fixed it myself, and here we are. So, that's my favorite part of this hobby right now is uh, is modifying STLs to your liking, right? Absolutely, dude. That's the way to do it. So, yeah. No, looking forward to it. It's how you know we're living in the future. Like, So, yeah. Yeah, while, while describing this, he's been playing with the files in Tinkercad, and has been Tony Stark assembling the Sponson. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Ready for it. Hell yeah, dog. That's exciting. So, that's all I have, man. It's uh, We are at the hour. one hour and 44 minute mark. Is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off? Oh, I've, I've been sick for the past week, so I've still got that kind of brain fog going on. I've just been worried that we were, you know... Gonna have to miss another week, and that, that's just not not what I wanted. And I'm I'm glad I was able to power through this much, honestly. Well, I appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed the fajitas. <laughs> oh, dude, they were some bomb fajitas. <laughs> we will kick off to some uh, some music. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye.